This episode was previously recorded on May 15th of 2015. Jim and Aaron still have lunch every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Join club.baldmove.com to watch these lunches live in real time and get access to lots of other premium content. Oh, this hangout is live. Didn't even do logo on him this time. Oh, you switched it up. Switched it up. Uh, so, as we do not infrequently. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what? Forgot to record. Oh, you better record this. Sprain on me. All right, we're recording. Uh, as, as we're wont to do, we have uh, watched a commission podcast right before we sat down to do this. And all it's I want to do. It's a terrible idea. I, we, it sucks because all I want to do is talk about that thing. Mm hmm. Uh, but I also don't want lunch with Jim and Aaron to just be like, this is the live, live recording of the commission podcast. Double no. dip motherfuckers. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Uh, I wonder if we should do a live recording of the commission podcast anyway. Uh, just release no, it I like to... having some stuff that's not live. Okay. Yeah. Like, so we can take our pants off. <laughs> yeah. Get comfortable. I mean, fair point. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta retch our attention to this lunch with Jim and Aaron. By the way, if you're just joining us, we have the Q and a app enabled, uh, it should be somewhere embedded in your YouTube stream, little box to click, and uh, you can ask us questions, make comments as we go. So, yeah, All right. let's uh, talk about the future of BaldMove.com, Club BaldMove. We've been uh, in, we've had a thing out for like three months. We're shutting now. it down. It's done. It's yep. done. It's, it, it's a failed up. experiment. It's obviously not going to work. So. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we, we've, we've had a bunch of stuff that we've been working in the background. Uh, as smooth as the initial launch was, it's been that rough getting some of the extra features to work. Like yeah. you would not think it would be this hard to get a Stripe payment gateway going or to get, uh, you know, all the account balances from Subable ported over and all that stuff. What, what, kind, of, what kind of things are we uh, getting ready to unleash? Uh, so I think there are... Uh, a triad of things here first of all we're triad yeah we're, like you said we're going to get a new uh, payment gateway so people can use credit cards instead of just using paypal that's something that's been much requested sure uh, so in order to do that you know we needed an ssl server and we had to get all the security stuff set up and we had to get a new server to do that and there were problems with the new server and like it's been a long road but we're getting there um and uh, another thing that we're doing is we wanted to separate out the uh, premium feeds for people. Yeah. Cause everyone was complaining, Oh, you got like all the shows in one feed and that kind of sucks. Cause I don't listen to, you know, Mad Men or I don't listen to justified. Plus or whatever. The, the, it's the other weird thing about the feed is it doesn't have the show name. Yeah. Now you can usually make sense of it with the episode number Numbers. and the title and all that, but it's little, it's not optimal, especially if you're just yeah. a game of Thrones fan or you're just a Mad Men fan. Sure. So the idea is to separate those out. And we're also going to lock those down to people with um, premium accounts at the same time. Sure. Because, you know, we can now. We, we had some PHP problems with that. Nobody cares. Uh, the, <laughs> I the, care. <laughs> the other thing. Give me the um, patch notes, man. What, what is the other thing we did? Oh, well, the other cool thing about this, the premium feeds being separated, is we can open them up to where, because a lot of people say, Oh, I love your podcast. I want to go back and listen to last season. And we're like, yeah, you can't do that because iTunes reasons. 
Uh, if you're a premium feed subscriber you can, and you're subscribing on these individual feeds, we're going to just essentially put infinite archive on there. Yeah. So you can find all of the shows just within your, your podcaster or your iTunes account or however you listen to it. Yeah, that was not the other thing I was thinking of. But it's a it's, it's, one it's a additional yeah, benefit. Def- definitely benefit. Um cuz I know I mean that's the thing like yesterday I ponied up for some of uh Dan Carlin's content. Mm-hmm. Um I've been wanting to for a while, but uh you know, I had a bunch of free content to listen to, so after I burnt through the last of that, I'm like I want to get uh the first couple uh fall of the Roman Empire things I'd missed out on. Mm-hmm. And it is a bitch to get mp3 files into an android uh platform with you know into your podcasting app because it's not you can't just play as an mp3 player anytime your phone shuts off or you switch app or it reboots or whatever you lose your progress you can't listen to it on a web browser for the same reason yeah all those things are also flaws with our approach so these premium feeds i'm i'm hoping will help everybody out because i hate telling people oh yeah just go to the website go back it's free you can download it because that is not the world that's that's if you do that it's despite uh the user interface not because it's so friendly and easy yeah we're we're not helping you at all there so that's going to change that's good the other thing that we are about ready to do is switch over from subbowl completely um and take everybody's balance with them uh into club bald move so uh that was another thing that we needed um a plugin for and a new server and all this stuff. So I think we're ready to do that on their end too, because they've stopped taking new donations, right? They stopped taking new donations. I think they're still charging people who were already signed up. I didn't think so. I thought you couldn't like when they first announced that you couldn't sign up for a new account, you had to sign up for Patreon. And then like last month they made it to where even if you have a new account, they're no longer being charged and you cannot. Okay. But we I probably need to find that out because the last thing I want is to port everybody's balance over and then somebody, you know, everyone get charged for them. Yeah. (laughs) Again, it's like, oh, that would be terrible. I'm, I mean, I think at the point that we port everybody's balance over, we should just shut down our, our subable account. Yeah. If we can, I don't even know if we can. Right. (laughs) Right. But I hope so. Uh, so yeah, that's the third thing that's coming up. Um, we're planning on doing a test of this next week, midweek, um, trying to hit somewhere between, our major Game of Thrones podcast coming out. Right. So if we fuck it up, we can just switch it back over. Uh, but things may be a little wonky Wednesday night, Thursday morning, that sort of thing. Yeah. We'll see. But we have a really nice fallback solution where, where since we're going to a new server, if there's any problems at all, we just revert back, just point the DNS back to the old server and everything should be running a A1. Yeah, super so, easy. No problems. Yep, there should be no problems now that we've solved all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> so once we get those three things out, uh, then we're going to start looking at other things. I know we've been wanting to change the emails you get from the cart. So it contains like a welcome package. It like points it to the right links. So you got everything of that. Yeah. Uh, I know we wanted to get some kind of email system because I know uh, there's a lot of people staying on Patreon because they like to get notified when things get posted. Mm-hmm. We're going to make that happen, but I don't. I don't know. I could I couldn't give you a, a timeline for that. We'll see how next yeah. week goes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the website that we need to fix. Like, uh, you know, when you click on a feed, it just takes you directly to the feed. Maybe there should be a better yeah. solution for that, telling you how to subscribe, that sort of thing. Yeah, because that would help us out. You know, it's yeah, we get a lot of emails about, like, people asking, oh, I went to this, I clicked on the, the RSS feed and went to this weird link where yeah. it just shows a bunch of garbage. garbage, and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, you take that URL, blah, blah, blah. 
but yeah i mean there's a lot of just like usability stuff that we need to fix yeah um so other things uh i was i was thinking last night and and i don't know sometimes i bring this stuff up and it goes nowhere sometimes we have a big philosophical discussion so i don't know no no uh but i was thinking about contracts and how like everything is done with like pen pen and ink you know, and you mm-hmm. sign something and that's proof that you agreed to do it. Sure. I mean, I sit, I sit and lay awake at night because I'm thinking of how I can eventually fuck Jim out of his half of bald move. <laughs> Kill me and then uh, buy it from me. <laughs> buy it from my corpse. That uh, would work. No, actually, I was watching Always Sunny. I've been like watching about two a night starting from the beginning because I've okay, never actually. Is, I'm trying to figure out which one you're This going is the to. one where Dee decides she wants to do merchandise. It's the kitten mittens one. Okay, yeah, yeah. And when the guys find out that her contract had 100% of the merchandising rights, that's how they fucked her out of her minimum yeah. wage. Uh, uh, what, what's his face? Uh, Mac eats her contract. Yeah, you could just eat the contract. Which is the only, con- yeah. the only copy she had. So it's mm-hmm. like, now how do you prove it? And she's like, well, I'm going to sue you. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it is weird. How I wonder how many like there's there but, can't but be I mean, that the lawyer, many. But the, that's the thing. Like the lawyer knows better, and he has fifteen. Contracts. Sure. Like, Here, you want another? Eat this one too. Sure. He knows. But I'm pretty sure there's only like probably three copies of our operating agreement in existence. Like signed so, copies. I, like, yeah. I'm wondering. And I'm, I'm just thinking, like, not for nefarious reasons, but yeah, like yeah. it wouldn't be too hard to track all those down to destroy. And I just wonder, like. What would really happen if you had something like that, where there's a big business deal mm-hmm. uh, that actually had real money behind it, and everyone thought there was a contract, and when you go to try to find the contract, there is no contract? Does it just become null and void? Is there some way to I mean, pick if, up the pieces legally, like email trails? Like what? 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 What happens? Yeah, I mean, I guess correspondence would be the next place you look, right? Can you find something that indicates there once, at one time, was a contract? If right. you can, then that lends a lot of credibility to the story that there was. Uh-huh. Um, and so that person probably wins that case. But the, there's what, but like, what are the it, terms of the contract? Like, yo, yeah, sure. we signed a contract, but my recollection says that I got everything and you got nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that if there is, in fact, only one copy of something, eating it would probably be pretty effective. I mean, it's like kind of like the social network where that was essentially the case between the Winklevosses and the Zuckerbergs is they had a, some sort of contract. Maybe it was oral, maybe it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, his friend had an implied contract. I mean, everybody got paid off of that. Yeah. So there's somehow they, they make it work, but is this something? And I, I started thinking about like how weird uh, signatures are nowadays. Like when I sign for my credit card stuff, I just doctor it up. It in no way re- re- resembles my official signature. I've I, the last few times I've paid my taxes or done some big like government things, I just basically type my initials and it says that's my digital signature. What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, that that can't be. My son could be sitting binding. in front of that. My worst enemy could be sitting in front of that terminal. Like, yeah, I, I can't imagine that why initials is, are binding. In why doesn't way? the world explode on a daily basis? Because it just seems like the things that we trust, institutions that we trust to get get things done, the social security cards, the signatures are just like medieval, like we're all running around with fucking iron skeleton keys with only three prongs that you could pick in three seconds. And that's what we think we live and die by, man. Yeah, but we also live and die by, you know, the, the rules of society. The rules of society are such that if you go around fucking people left and right, they're not going to trust you and you won't get, you, you won't be able to get people to 
believe you long enough to trick them the next time, you know, mm. like fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you, that sort of thing. Like, so what you're saying is you got to pick, the, the, you got to pick opposite, your spots sorry. where you fool people. <laughs> you can't just be doing willy nilly. You got to wait until all the chips are on the table, push in the middle and fool everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go, you got to be like Bond villain about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to put all the pieces in place and then turn the table in an instant. Yeah. Well, it's like, I it's talking to my old boss. Uh, we were going through a bunch cause I wrote a lot of stuff to interface financial systems. Yeah. Uh, and I was explaining some of this stuff, how this worked to her. And she said, wow, you could like really fuck the company out of like thousands and thousands of dollars. You guys have it, a lot of It's power. literally like a Superman three situation. <laughs> I totally could have. And uh, I'm like, look, man, you could leave up to a million dollars in cash on my desk and it will be there the next morning. Like a million and one. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell oh, you. Okay. There's a chance you'd come in the next morning. The office would be cleaned. Mm -hmm. uh, there is no more Aaron Hubbard. All records of him have been deleted. <laughs> and there's a fat guy in a beard sitting on a beach in Belize. Maybe. That, I don't know. That's the thing. Like companies trust their IT workers with a lot of power. Sure. And, you know, I, I always use that to kind of, um, I don't know, you, you know, when you're in IT and you're kind of an underling mm -hmm. and you're sitting around with the other underlings and you're talking about sure. Uh, just your Who job really runs and this place. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get a little high and mighty. Sure. Uh, cause I mean, you really do control quite a bit. Yeah. Like I worked in an insurance company and I was doing accounting reports. If I wanted to, uh -huh. there's a lot of shit I could have done Sure. to uh, it's office space, right? Mm -hmm. Like you round the fractions of the pennies Elbows into a separate and asses, account man. and boom, you're, you're a millionaire in a couple of years. I, right. Like that, shit works um and if you're good enough you could probably get away from like repercussions by deleting logs if you have the access and all that stuff especially yeah. in smaller companies well where, i mean that's the thing like i was i was where they don't have the the regulations and the right. separation of duties and all that stuff well this was a pretty big company and the the thing is is like i controlled the backups too yeah so like what the hell would they do i mean i i, I guess they could have rebuilt some stuff from paper but I also know the guys that worked in document retention and they were kind of sketchy too. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it is amazing how much trust a few people have. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Tyler Durden, you know, uh, we're the people to cook your food, clean your bathrooms, it, park your cars. Don't fuck with us. Sure. But in Only this case, it's like, equivalent. we're the people who write the tools that make you money and <laughs> basically run all of the business transactions uh, through our department. Like, yeah, there's so much power there. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, when we're sitting around talking, we're thinking, you know, they, they really ought to pay it workers. Well, like the, reducing the reason that it workers get paid so much is because they have an enormous amount of responsibility sure. for the most part, you know, the, the, the grunt workers doing HTML code, they're not the people making the money. It's the hmm. people architecting systems, writing the complex uh, codes and algorithms and stuff that create sure. these, these software packages. I mean, you need to have those people satisfied with, with, but you can say that about so many people. You could say that about garbage collectors, you know, they're going around and they yeah, could, but what's a garbage collector going to do? He could get your billing statements and your bank account numbers and your voided checks. And there's like, I mean, we just trust them not yeah, to do that. Okay. Okay. That's, so, that's fair. Coincidentally, garbage men are paid fairly well, like surprisingly yeah. well. Well, it's also a job nobody wants to do. Right. Yeah. Like IT, there are people who want to do it. Garbage collectors, eh, not so much. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting that like if you find those places where you truly have to truly have to trust people, one of the weird 
one of the weird um, exceptions is like your waiter and waitress. They don't get paid shit. Nope. Uh, they they but work they for rely tips, on tips, and they're handling in this country anyway. They're handling your credit card and your credit card information on the regular. And there's so many ways they could just, I feel like, commit identity theft. And a lot and of them do. I mean, do not they? not a lot of them, but surprisingly you know, that, small amount for surprisingly small. But the the cases I usually hear of credit card uh-huh. theft and identity theft are coming from places like that. Hmm. Where someone, you hand someone your card, they make a copy of it, and boom. Oh, it's terrifying. Like, you know, I worked at this large uh, regional convenience store, and the bad guy, I mean, there's this sophisticated technology where they can, within 30 seconds, pop, like, a gas gas pump open, hook up a couple wires that's all a pre-built box, and then now they can harvest credit cards through a cellular connection. They don't even have to be within a few miles of the thing. Like if they can get away with that first plant, uh, then they're golden. Same with like the ATM readers, right? Yeah. Where you slide your, they just put a piece of. But uh, banks have cameras and shit. Like yeah. you go to some podunk uh, mom and pop gas station or even a big multi-regional chain that doesn't do the inspections the way they should. It's just, it's taking money. It's taking candy for babies, man. Yeah. It's. It's in. I, that's why I guess I'm an optimist, and we, we you know, spoiler alert, we we're doing a uh, true detective podcast right now, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff we talked about so so far is like how we view the universe and whether optimists and pessimists. It's one of the reasons yeah. I'm an optimist because it's so easy to fuck everyone over at all times, every day, and yet it happens comparatively at an extremely small rate. That we must also, we all must all yeah. be fairly good dudes and good dudettes or it would be a giant shit show yeah i mean it's not just that everybody's good either it's i'm I'm with you i'm more optimistic than i am pessimistic on this i think uh you also have to factor in the fear of getting caught getting caught sure that keeps many from many people from doing things that they otherwise wouldn't bat an eye at doing Hmm. i don't think it explains it all because it just seems like (laughs) there's so many stuff that's almost essentially risk-free Okay. But then again, like, you know, with the NSA situation, is maybe anything not. risk-free? Yeah. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like so many cameras, like if the light gets and... shined on you, then you're, that's another whole philosophical discussion. Like it's almost impossible. If someone is interested in you and what you're doing, it's almost impossible to hide. Yeah. You have to take yeah. heroically primitive measures to mm-hmm. make sure that your identity is fairly untrackable. Yeah. Anyway, which that op- <laughs> opens you up to a whole bunch of exploitation too. getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. 
It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Commission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide what we talk about for a single podcast. The community loves it because it often leads to fun fan-favorite films and TV shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve. And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar. The way it works is simple. You go to support.baldmove.com and you click on commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcast on. Then we'll contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make. Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast, and they make great gifts for the dedicated Bald Move fan in your life. And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself. Check out support.baldmove.com for more info. Oh, Let's man. get to some questions. We bullshitted long enough or some comments or whatever whatever these things are. Uh, oh, Anthony's got some bad news for us. Anthony B says, I just donated new money yesterday to Subbable for a commission podcast. It all went through according to Subbable. How is that bad news? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that we, I was my understanding oh. that you couldn't pay new money. Oh, so okay. I need to go back and look at that timeline because... Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're just essentially waiting on subable for us either to roll that thing up or um for them to shut it down to to port everybody's balances over. So we'll look into that and we'll have more official communication. This is kind of like unofficial communique. Uh let's see. Danny H says, Jim, do you find it as off-putting as I do that Ginsburg is in Silicon Valley? When is he in Silicon Valley? He is. Because I'm two episodes behind. He is the lawyer for Pied oh, Piper who isn't not, actually going to help. He's on the lawyer. team that's on their team. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. He's the ineffectual lawyer who's just hooking. <laughs> he's really just an agent. He's a lawyer agent. He's getting his beak wet. Yeah. He's the middleman. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't find him off-putting. I think he's like showing the, the variety in his performances. I was kind of shocked. By seeing him because he's time. like um, an Ari Fleischer. What is that his name? He's an Ari, not Ari Fleischer. I think that's a White House guy from the Bush <laughs> yeah, administration. Yeah, yeah. Ari from Ari, uh, Ari from Entourage. Entourage. He's a, he that is. kind of guy. Yeah. Which is not Ginsburg. No, not at all. That's not. So I when I saw him, I was like, whoa, he can do something completely different. Sure, sure. So I, I thought it was cool seeing him, but yeah, that's I don't know, a little creepy. I wonder if he has any nipples in that show. That'd be a nice <laughs> Easter egg if he, he shows up and he's just missing <laughs> a nipple. Be. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the type of show that would do that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Owen B said, under what conditions would you consider podcasting a brand new non-spinoff show from the first episode? 
If it was named Fargo, <laughs> if it was named The Leftovers. So that's the, to illustrate the point is that we are willing to take bigger because you never know. Um, and, and we've been asked this a couple times. And so I'll try to answer it on this lunch. We have a bunch of different metrics we look at when we're deciding whether we want to do a show or not. You know, obviously, if it's past season one, you can actually look at ratings and online communities. Um, before, um, other than that, our first criteria is, do we like this? Or are we interested in it? Uh, we yep. saw Fargo and we're like, it's got Jimmy, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. It's got Colin Hanks. It's got Bob Odenkirk. Uh, the, uh, not the Nolan brothers, the uh, Cohen brothers signed off on it, which it's Fargo. We later like, found out wasn't a ringing endorsement. It was more of this, just like, okay, whatever. We're not involved. But originally we thought they were kind of at least creatively involved. Mm-hmm. And it was Fargo. So, and, and the, the, the stuff we saw coming out looked amazing. So we were all in, um, the leftovers I got in because of the cult angle. Like if, if it didn't have the doomsday cult, I probably wouldn't have covered it from. And I remember you gushing about the preview too. Yeah. That, that very ominous, weird preview that they had. Yeah. You were just like, Oh man, we got to cover this. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And it was a Benioff. Uh, wait, not David. Car- Carl Benioff. Q- no, Carl- not it, yeah. Uh, it's the other, the other whipping Lindelof. boy, yeah. Lindelof. I always got the confused. David yeah. Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. <laughs> no, wasn't he, Carlton Cuse not involved? Wasn't it? No. So it's just those were the lost guys, but uh, Carlton Cuse isn't involved in this. All right, it's a uh, Perota. Tom, Tom Perota, author. Yeah, is the author. Yeah. Uh, who's who's the other guy that's co-writing it with him or co? I think I thought it was. I thought it was. Lindelof and Perota, and that's it. Is it Perota? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. We talked about. I don't even remember. There's that's a terrifying interview postseason where he's they're talking about their creative differences, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh god, keep fighting the dark side, Perota. <laughs> yeah. Keep fighting he's the dark side. It in the direction of grounded yeah. reality. Can we get a smoke monster in here? How about if a plane just falls from the sky? Uh, <laughs> I, I watched the documentary Showrunners on Netflix. Yeah. Pretty recently, and uh, Lindelof's in that, and he talks a little bit about Lost and how it you know, how it shook out and how he kind of has something that he has to like after the fact live up to Mm -hmm. um, and kind of prove himself in a different way. And I don't know, it felt, it felt very much like he understood his position going into this show. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, get back to the question that Owen was asking. So we, that, so if we like it, then that's a sure thing. Uh, Do we have time to cover it? Like, you know, we have a, does three it, to four episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're it, not covering it. We we have like a three to four show a week that we can do, and that four is only something we can do like in overlapping periods to kind of get us through. Yeah, like bef- a few weeks of it before we're just booked up solid on stuff. So, and then finally, we go and look at uh, is there buzz? Like, you know, if we were going to consider, I'm trying to think of a new show coming out. Um, I don't know that like Expanse that's on Sci-Fi. I'd go to the Reddit. That's yeah. It's got the, um, it's got Chad Coleman who's playing the commander. It's based oh, on okay. yeah. We've we've talked about it. Um, I'd have to go and on the Reddit and see what the R slash Expanse group looks like. You know what kind of buzz? Are there a lot of forums? Are there a lot of fan communities yeah. springing up? What's their Facebook likes? Because you, ideally, you want to find something that we're passionate about and that also a lot of other people are looking for. Otherwise, you can run into stuff like Justified and the Americans where we're doing a podcast. We love the show or not, but we're only having like 1,200 people download it. And it's like, man, what, what could we do better or more, more efficiently? 
Yeah. And uh, you know, like the, <clears throat> excuse me, that becomes more of a concern as we continue to do more premium stuff, right? For sure. Club members. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's that. Moving on to the next queue. Owen is coming back for more. He says, I've been listening to the spoiler podcast as Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones show only watcher. It hasn't ruined my viewing experience at all. And it really helps explain why or some of this history that you can't cover in regular cast. Is Jim ever tempted to go into spoiler land? Jim. Uh, sure. I definitely am tempted. Um, but not in the way you think. I'm tempted to go look up things that I just saw in episodes to get what people are saying about it. Mm. But I'm so deathly afraid of ruining the, you know, non-book reader, book reader thing that we've got going that I, I don't even go look up. I, I don't do any research on Game of Thrones. That's a real fear because that's how I ended up becoming. Uh, originally, I was, was going to be a show watcher only podcast. But I was trying to dig up some historical details like of things that happened in the past and mm. just came across massive spoiler after massive spoiler. Yeah. So how do you avoid it? I I mean, it's funny because there are communities like the um, R slash Game of Thrones and R slash A-S-O-A-I-A-F, whatever a song of ice and fire is. Yeah. That they're like Nazi. Like they in ruthlessly enforce tags about like which, you know, it's not just this is spoilers. It's this is book three spoilers. This is preview release chapter spoilers. This is mm-hmm. leaked show spoilers, except for they ban all that discussion. Um, but the thing is, is it's also a pain in the ass to just make comments and like discuss things as a group. I, I feel like yeah, that if you're right. afraid of spoilers, you got to do like what Jim does and just studiously avoid it all because you can't really dip your toe into spoiler waters and, and remain unspoiled. And there's a lot of people like yeah. you, Owen, that don't give a shit. Like, yeah, and I, I wouldn't necessarily care yeah. if it weren't for the podcast. Yeah. I'm very spoiler immune. Like, the only time I get mildly annoyed is, like, if I'm going to a movie that night mm. and then somebody spoils something for me. That drives me crazy because I'm just about there. But if someone, like, you know, it's like, if I'm not going to see a movie for a year or two, yeah, tell me all about it. I don't care. I might yeah, never I mean, see the movie unless you tell me something cool about it, and I'll I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, the temp- the temptation, I guess, is the thing. It it doesn't exist in me. I'm I don't like spoilers mm-hmm. for the most part. I I would much rather have you know my spoilers given to me over the course of watching the movie unspoiled for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> and then I can go back with spoilers and rewatch it if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I mean I I guess yeah. Even if I weren't you know deathly afraid of finding spoilers for the sake of the podcast, I probably wouldn't be tempted to go look up spoilers. Right. I'd rather just enjoy it as the story unfolds on the screen. Okay. Next comment. She is geeky says you want scary, stupid government policy. They tell you never to give anyone your social security number, but when you're either old enough or disabled, your Medicare number is your social security number. (laughs) Seriously terrifying. (laughs) That's funny. My dad is really one of those types are belligerent about giving out his social security number. Like if they ask him for it, it's like, what do you need it for? And like, he'll say, I'm good. Yeah. Like I think it's bullshit that you have to give it for credit cards for, I mean, really anything. If you're sure. signing up for anything online that is more than just like, you know, internet access, right? Or you're buying something, like, but it's a user universal identifier for you. It uniquely identifies you out of a sea of other Jim Jones, you know. So it's like I yeah, understand I, why they want it. The real crime is that that is the keys to the kingdom. Sure, like knowing a number is all you need I mean, to do a lot of things. At some point, there has to be one of those, right? The keys to the kingdom have to exist within a thing. There should be a dual challenge. There should be public 
thing that you can look someone up by and then a private challenge that only that person knows. That's how you did. It's two factor authentication. Something you have. Something but how, you know. And that there should be a process governmentally where a person can change that second piece of information as well. If it's compromised. This is security one. I don't have kids. When do you get your social security number? When you pop out of a vagina. So how do you and or how do you do eventually. a dual factor authentication for a person who knows nothing? The parents do. I mean, it'd be something that the parents are entrusted with. So that you'd still have instances where parents fuck over kids, okay, like they do now, sadly enough. But um, right. it'd be more secure. And then when the person turns eighteen or whatever, that could be you know just like you register for the draft or selective service if you're a young man. You go and apply for your individual token. And I'm sure there's a big Is process. Is it something about you just too. have to remember? I would, or I mean, would you there could, be physical you could write it down. It. You could write it down, I'm sure. What if you forget it? Then God help you. You're not a person anymore. That's what I mean. Like it has you get to come back to Mexico. Has to come back to something. It, it would seem to me like we should use um, like biometrics. Yeah, but uh, like retina scans or fingerprints or that's something. That's true. Because how else can you be absolutely 100% sure that yeah. the person coming to you is the person? The problem with biometrics are the affordable and easy to use ones are very easy to fool and they're also non revocable. So if they but do get compromised, are, are they fine. very easy to fool in the context of like a, a movie or if someone looked at your thumb, they could tell you, oh, You've got something on your thumb. You're trying to fool the sensor. Fuck you. Get out of here. Oh, sure. That. Like, that's what I mean. When you go to scan and say, I okay. am who I am. So it's, it's to like get your, your identification again. They can be looking at yeah, your yeah, fingers yeah. physically. No, and I say, would think so. Because like, if you ever gotten fingerprinted in a police a station, for example, or a bank, or yeah. bank you, that's, yeah, I would think that there was probably a way for them to do that or treat it with a chemical to see if it's, you know, do you yeah. have any fake thumb? Like, that seems like the like only that. foolproof way to me. But then again, what would happen if uh, you're a double amputee? And sure. I mean, like I'm yeah, saying, no, that's, 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 that's the problem. Yeah. like DNA, but then giving the government your DNA is like, I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> Violation that shit. of privacy, sure. <sighs> uh, anyway, this has been the, uh, <sighs> this has been the tinfoil government Blackhawk helicopter. I'm uh, convinced that at some run. point on this show, we are going to solve the world's problems. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Well, we've created enough of them. <laughs> I've seen enough Christopher Nolan movies to bring together a plot. I know how to do this. Uh, da, 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 da. Danny H said, just wondering when are you planning to drop the True Detective Pot recaps? I presumed you'd go with one a week until the new series starts, but with that time frame gone, I can only presume it'll be one a day the week before. Uh, I <laughs> think we're actually targeting either a double two a week or maybe a... Um, a uh, what do you call that? Uh, a house of cards release schedule where mm. it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The reason being um, we, so we're trying to get, we're not gaming I, I, as, as much as you can game a system by recording 20 plus hours of content and, and releasing it. Um, we're trying to maximize our new and notable time. So the idea is two or three weeks before you release this content while people are searching for it and you show very high recency and very high relevancy you're a shoehorn for new and notable, especially at the size that we get that, that we are. And that, you know, we've got a lot, bunch of loyal fans that'll give us reviews. So it's just essentially, and, and we've done this for almost every new show that we covered and we have advanced notice for like, you know, we did it for a season. When we started out season two, walking dead, we covered season first season. We started season two game of Thrones. We released the first season as a catch up. It's, it's a great way to like give your audience a, a shot in the arm as far as, statistically 
Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I got big plans this weekend. Um, my girlfriend's going out of town. So my boy's coming over and we're dragging his television out to the living room. We're going to play De- father, son, destiny all weekend long. Cool. You're headed to Indy. Going, you're going to go visit some family. Yeah. Going to go visit my brother, visit some friends in Indianapolis. Have a good time this weekend. Cool. Tell him I for me. We'll do. And uh, then we got to get uh, on this commission podcast. We'll probably drop on Monday for the movie Memento. So thanks everyone for supporting us. Thanks for joining us in lunch and we will see you next Friday until then. Have a great weekend. Yeah. See ya. See ya.